Hello, and welcome to Plastic Surgery Tales, the podcast about plastic surgery. Today, we're going to share the intimate and empowering stories of those who have chosen to take this journey. In each episode, you'll hear firsthand the remarkable journeys of our patients, but not just the patients. We're going to be sitting down with some of the world-renowned plastic surgeons who have helped us change these lives. Welcome to Plastic Surgery Tales. I'm your host, Holiday, the Golden Child. And today we're going to kind of step, take a step into your journey of through the patient's eyes. I have sitting here with me one of our patients, uh, Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen, we want to understand uh, its impact and in, uh, in your experience in the plastic surgery world. So let's just jump right into it. First, where are you from? Uh, I am from Puerto Rico. But I live here in Florida. But you live here in Florida. Okay. And what have you had done? Well, my my plastic surgery history is long because I was 300 pounds about five years ago. So I lost 145 pounds and I had a lot of extra skin everywhere. So in the last three and a half years, I've been doing different types of surgery to get that fixed. So I had a tummy tug. I had um, breast lift and augmentation, back lift, arm lift. BBL and lastly, can we can we see this? <laughs> it sounds like, well, guys, I'm looking at it in person. Okay. It looks great. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yes. We, can we do a little? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah. Give me a little. <laughs> okay. Ay, yeah, yeah. You know me in Miami. Everything is spicy. <laughs> we love that. We love that. Could you? So you you had an arm lift, back lift. I just recently had um back and arm lipo. Mm-hmm. And J plasma to tighten the skin. Um, I didn't do the back lift, uh, but the, I did do the J plasma because I understand how skin gets loose. Uh, elasticity is not our best friend. Gravity is not our best friend as a woman. But I, before we jump into this, I'm so intrigued to talk about how did you lose the 300 pounds? Because I I am uh, an advocate as well of knowing what it is to be 300 plus pounds and dropping the weight naturally. And then now you have this excess skin and everybody around you is like, when are you going to stop doing surgery? They have no clue what you have been through to even get to this place. So just tell us, like, you were 300 pounds. What made you want to lose the weight? How did you do it? And 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 clearly we see the results. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Well, um, so I was 300 pounds and I was feeling very bad about myself. Um, and I wasn't the 300 pound shaped woman. I was the 300 pound pretty. He was giving butterball. Yeah. It's okay, baby. It's okay. It's so, okay. Um, and I'm 5'3", so it was it was oh, a, lot wow. a lot of weight for weight. me. Um, I wasn't able to move around as well with my kids, like running after them and all these things were very difficult. And, and um, I was feeling very um, self-conscious uh, about myself. So um, I decided to do um, a bariatric surgery. So it wasn't completely natural. I, I used some help. You needed some help. Uh, yeah. That's okay. So I had um, um, the gastric sleeve. And after that, I committed to a keto diet. Awesome. And I've been doing so for the last five years. Awesome. And mm -hmm. keto, I've heard so much good things about keto. I personally have never tried it. So what does keto look like? So I eat mainly um, greens and protein. And protein. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. So now, after you lost this, this weight, what happens next? 
Well, then I had about 20 plus um, pounds of extra skin. Wow. Um, and that was another process, right? So I went through my first um, my first rounds of taking all the, the extra skin. And I, I, would feel, I was feeling good about myself, but I still felt that it, not, it was not as shaped as I wanted to. So that's right. why I came to New Life to get it kind of completely um, done. Completely done. Could you walk us through your decision-making process before surgery? What what were your main considerations? Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the factors and circumstances uh, that led you to consider plastic surgery? I mean, I know that you had the tacky skin, but what was the ultimate decision yeah. in that process? You know, But for this last one that I had the lipo, yes. I had a lipo 360 here. Um, and for this last one, uh, it was a little difficult because I didn't need it. The surgery was the first surgery that it was just because I wanted to. You wanted to. Um, so I was a little scared. And then it was the first time that I did um, surgery with a doctor that was not the previous one. So I, I was a little nervous, a little scared. I did a lot of research. I re- felt really comfortable with the way that the coordinators um, answer all my questions. And um, awesome. it felt really good that I was able to talk to Dr. Manny before um, surgery and 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 just ask all the questions. And he's he was, sweet. He's a good guy. He is. Yes, yes. He's, he's sweet. He's funny, too. Yes, he's funny, too. Uh, yeah. So that helped a lot um, to make myself feel a little bit more comfortable. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love I love that for you. So you let's go through those surgeries again. Can you list them for me? Yeah. Um, so I had a tummy tug. I had arm lift, back lift. Um, I had a eyelid lift. That's something that people don't talk about. But it's when okay, girl, I had a nose job. <laughs> don't worry about it. It looks good, and I would never know. Uh, so when when you lose weight, everything changes. Everything changes. The, the face too. So my my eyelids went down like they were very droopy so I had that as well um it had a lot of years that I don't have right. so you look uh, very young <laughs> and refreshed right now thank you yeah. thank you um so I had yeah an eyelid and then uh lipo 360 and breast augmentation love that mm-hmm. love that oh uh, BBL and BBL <laughs> yes what um was the specific moment or experience that promoted you to decide to undergo surgery um well my my first surgery it was just seeing the skin it was like I couldn't really enjoy um weight loss I, weight loss because right. I had like this extra uh person, person. on top yes. of me yes. and also you get the rashes you get infections you know wow, it's very of the extra skin yeah especially in the abdomen trying it, to keep it clean it mm-hmm. was it was it was that much skin. It was it was in the abdomen. It was almost ten pounds. Do you have like a before picture? Oh yeah, yeah, can I, I do. Can we see that? You got rid of. Can we see her? Sure. Let's there see. you go. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Sometimes it's God, hard for me to. Do you guys see that? Do you guys see? Do you guys see that? Do you? See? <laughs> yeah. No. Hunty. You deserve a round of applause because if that is not the ultimate transformation, I don't know what is. Girl, if I show my before pictures too, we would be. I would love. I'd love to see that. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Okay. But um, so so what were your so 
I'm still astonished, guys. Just give another <laughs> round of applause because that is an amazing, amazing transformation. And I love that for you. I see a ring on your finger. I know the hubby is probably loving it. The kids are enjoying the more energy. The beaches are different. Vacations are different. All those things are different. Um, when you were deciding surgery, uh, did you have any uh, close people to you or any supporters or uh, anybody that you had a discussion with prior to doing this? Sure. I mean, uh, um, and were they an, an influence on your decision as well? Um, so I, I talked to a lot of people like my family and um, at that point I'm divorced. But uh, at that point, my my husband, I talked to him as well. Um, and, you know, they were very evidently. I just have one question not to get off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Did the divorce happen before the new body or after the new body? After the new body. Honey, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying it. That's that's an, another topic to another for, for another, another podcast. An, another day. Go ahead, go ahead, honey. <laughs> um, so uh, they were very supportive, especially my my ex husband was very supportive. Um, I documented all my process in social media, like when I started like losing the weight. I used to wow. like do life life videos um, when I was doing exercise and all these things. And um, I also shared with the, my community online that I was gonna do this, and it was it was a. A mixture of opinions. Some people were, yeah, go for it. Some people were, no, you don't need it. And some people were like, uh, oh, you're going to die. You know, all these things, right? Right. Um, but um, there was also a lot of um, pushback after the surgery from people. Um, mm. So I think that at that point, it was more about what I needed. I wanted for to feel good about right. myself. People will always have opinions. And yep. I have learned over the years that you can't please everybody. You it's cannot, just impossible. You cannot. <laughs> and I also always tell people, I recommend them, like, when you're about to get surgery, don't tell everybody. Keep your business to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because at the end of the day, all these opinions, negative or positive, may have a negative or positive uh, impact on mm -hmm. your decision, your choice, your process, your mental, all of those things. So it's important that you do have a supportive community, mm -hmm. supportive people around you to help you through this process. What what st steps did you take to ensure you were asking the right questions and being um, well informed about your decision? Yeah, so I watched a lot of videos online and read a lot of things. For me, it was very important that the doctor was uh, a good one and he had a good reputation and that I could see uh, other patients online that were sharing their experience. So that was very important for me to, to have as well. And then when I came for the lipo, which was the last one, um, I, I, I had questions also about what to expect since I had so much surgery before, what was going to be the change. Um, mm. So uh, Dr. Manny was great at, about giving me realistic expectations and answering my questions and things like that. You said that you were online. So what were some of the other resources or communities that you uh, kind of outsourced to get the right information towards your decision and uh, background information on uh, plastic surgery? Um, so I can't remember the websites right now, but there's multiple websites that um, you can go to check, like if the, the doctor have like any bad reviews or, you know, uh, good reviews. So right. I, I did the research there. Um, there's a lot of like Facebook groups, um, like different pages in Instagram or um, TikTok that talks about surgery, that people that shares their, their share their experience. So that's where I went to. 
Awesome. Mm -hmm. Gretchen, were there any uh, reservations or fears that posed upon you prior to uh, surgery and leading up to this? And if there were, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I. there has been all of my surgeries, but I think the the one that was the hardest was this last one again, because the first one I was like, I'm willing to go through whatever to not live with this extra skin. And this last one, it was more like you you don't have extra skin. You look good. You just want to look better. Yeah. So what, what risks are you willing to take to look better? Um, so that went in my head a lot. Um, however, it came again to what I needed for myself and how I was going to feel more comfortable. And also that I felt that the doctor was safe and it was a good doctor. Ultimately, are you happy with your results? Oh, I'm very, very happy. Yeah. Can you, um, in retrospect, is there anything you do differently pre-surgery uh, preparation? Um, I think I did a really good job on preparing. Uh, probably in some of my surgeries, I overbought stuff. You know, because they go this like big list that people post online. Um, and in this last one, I knew exactly what I needed. And yes. so I think there's like overbuying or like getting too much in my head. Because yeah, because they're going to give you a generic list. Uh -huh. And then once you've gone through this process a couple of times, you know, like, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need that. Uh, this works for me better. These certain products work for you. Um, I know there's like pre-surgery jitters that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any last minute like jitters that you that you had and like that were memorable, you know, moments for you? Yeah, I, I think I was very nervous when I was waiting for Dr. Mani. Um, <laughs> were you like biting down to your cuticles? And, uh, and like <laughs> I, I was just uh, asking, you really want to do this? And then I was thinking about the recovery. That's another thing that when you have been through it enough times yeah. so you know what you are about to so get into so I had all yeah. that stuff in my head but as soon as Dr. Mani walked in and and he was you know with his funny self he, he calmed me down and it was good after that now let's fast forward mm -hmm. surgery's done you're coming out you're mm -hmm. home mm -hmm. what was that initial first look was it wow oh my god or was it like this is not what I thought I was gonna look like like what was that initial first meet and greet with the new body. Yeah, I, I was shocked because I was not expecting as much of a change. My my waist was small already, so I didn't expect to be even more, that, that much more small. So it was shocking. I was like, wow, he did an amazing job, especially in the back. And also, um, I was very, uh, I didn't have a BBL this time. Um, but just by I taking, I don't think you needed it. No, <laughs> but just by, <laughs> just by the, him taking the fat on the upper, um, back that really reshaped completely the BBL. So it looked really good. I was and guys, I know you can't really get a full picture of Miss Gretchen here, but, um, Apple bottom, apple bottom, apple bottom. <laughs> you know I'm from New York, so we are the city of the big apple. And I don't know what they call them in Miami, but um, that's definitely a, a big apple. And it's great. We love it. We love those. Um, let's talk about those uh, is it really me moments. And um, have you had any of those since the surgery? Oh, my God. I have a lot of is it really me moments in the last five years since I started this process. Um I, I think 
each surgery has been pretty shocking because, mm-hmm. I mean, I I have tried to have low expectations when I go in, especially because I knew, when, especially the first surgery, I knew how much skin I had. Mm-hmm. I knew how much work it needed to be done. So I was like, you know, whatever, whatever is better than this, I'm right. okay right. with that. And um, it, it, it was shocking to see myself without all that skin. And it has been shocking to see myself like when the BBL happened, I was like, because when I lost the weight, I'm Puerto Rican. I always had uh, some good foundation. A good I had, foundation. I had a good kind yeah. of foundation. But yeah. when I lost the weight, everything just melted. And it was it was very, I felt very uh, unattractive. And I feel like um, even after the tummy tuck, it's still things were just like a little squarish. And I wasn't very happy with that. So after the BBL and now with the lipo, I was like, oh my gosh, was, was who has that curve? So right, that? Right. <laughs> so I was very, very happy about it. You, um, you have on this beautiful dress. And yeah. uh, so I want to talk about the transformation moment. How has wardrobe and fashion changed for you? Um, so that, that has been a pretty big thing. Um, so I always loved fashion, but it was very hard to find clothes that fit with how much weight I, I, I had on me. And then after I lost the weight, I had to always use garments. And even with garments, you can see the extra yes, skin. Yes. Um, so then I, I kind of scratched my itch for fashion with, with shoes. So I've been collecting shoes for a really long time. But then when, when I did my first surgery, I started being more into fashion and I was doing like uh, videos for boutiques and stuff for like reviewing their products. Right, right. Um, and then in 2020, I decided to open my own boutique. And awesome. Uh, What's the name of the boutique? Uh, Red Lips Boutique. Red Lips. Oh, you got to give me some stuff before I fly out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So I have an online boutique and I'm about to open now a mobile boutique. So it's going to be like that. in a truck. Yes, yeah. and so we we need that because women we get unpredictable times of day, and we need that pull up service. Yeah, I love that. Well, shout out to entrepreneur because that was my next thing with this new body. What do you do for a living? Well, I do a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I have I have my my boutique, and I model most of my clothes. Um, people just for some reason when I bring somebody else, they don't buy the clothes. I'm like, let me rest. Um, and then I am also a psychotherapist. A psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you're like out here just therapying people to yeah. their trauma. Yeah. I work specifically with females. Um, I've been doing that for quite some time. I, I was a psychotherapist before the surgery and all these things. Um, so I work with females, especially with trauma, like self-esteem issues, life and um, life and work balance and things like that. Oh, we definitely got to jump on a live one day because mm-hmm. I've been talking about... Uh, the type of friends that you keep and trauma bonding. Mm. So <laughs> I usually, you know, this this media personality and, and uh, podcasting is amazing because I I don't think everybody gets that benefit of it. But for me, I self-therapy myself. Mm-hmm. So I assess the problem. I notice it. And then we kind of take care of it. And I think talking about my life experiences, hence we're here, sharing your stories, being very transparent about your lifestyle and um, how you got through those moments, you know, in life, I think it's very important to psychotherapy mm-hmm. uh, and just just assessing it and attacking it and kind of putting it in this garbage bag and giving it to the the garbage man who comes in the morning. Sure. Yeah, I love that. Um, so um, when you're feeling fabulous, you probably you know want to show it off. What's 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 your your funny anecdotes about flaunting? Um, like I'll give you one of mine's. Like I know I'm fine. So sometimes like. 
I kind of strolled down the supermarket aisles a little slower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that I I don't have any like funny ones, but I was pretty shocked, especially with the whole transformation of how much attention I get when I am in public spaces. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Airports, Starbucks, everywhere. Playrooms, kids' birthday parties. It doesn't matter. Everywhere. Oh, well, actually, I do have one. I was in New York, um, just Times Square, and a girl just came and asked if she can uh, grab my booty. Oh, yeah. Can I grab the booty? I have people walk up. Can I I just take a picture? And I'm like, do you even know who I am? Like, I don't know who you are, but you look good. Can I get a picture? Like, so that's going to be so much more... Coming, I I love that for you because I know I get tired of stroking my own ego sometimes, <laughs> and it's nice when other people want to you know sure. stroke it for you. So mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. I love that for you. Uh, did surgery ex- experience? Did the surgery experience bring about any changes in your daily routines and habits? Um, well, I I've been um, doing a lot of changes in my life, like eating better. Um, of course, doing exercise and things like that. I'll say that probably um, as it relates to surgery is just making sure that I keep my my eating habits well. Also like the massages and things massages. like that. What, what is Gretchen's workout routine? Um, so I, I go to the gym about four times per week. Mm-hmm. Um I, I get dragged by my boyfriend. I do not like to exercise. Oh, the new uh, boyfriend. Yeah, the, mm. <laughs> the new boyfriend. Mm. Um, and Shout out to the new boyfriend. <laughs> and um, I do that. But more than anything, it's it's the eating. Like everything, it's done. The eating. Yeah. I tell people it's 80% what you eat. The rest is the gym. Rabs right. are made in the kitchen. They're not made in the gym. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's super realistic. Uh, we know recovery can be challenging. Do you have any funny, strange anecdotes you'd like to share about that period, like the healing process? Well, I was very, um, very shocked this time about the amount of blood. And it kind of me, got me a little dizzy when I saw myself because I don't like blood. Did you <laughs> so- just have those moments when it like, just squirted out when they pushed it? Yeah. <laughs> It, it, that was that was horrible. When I, I went to the hotel right after and I saw all the blood, I was like, what's going on I'm here? Dying. <laughs> dying. Yeah. I'm feeling weak from seeing all the blood. I, I, I went through that. Uh, how did you handle that? Um, I just distracted myself with something else. I mean, I felt good. I wasn't yeah. like I wasn't in a lot of pain. I wasn't not feeling like weak right. or anything. Right. So. And it's just what it it's is. It's so funny. One of my stories is uh, one of my friends uh, took care of me when I had a BBL, my last BBL. And um, when I took off the bodysuit and she saw the blood, because I'm standing on top of a wee wee pad, mm-hmm. and literally, like, the blood is just, like, dripping out casually, and I don't even know what's happening. She looked and gave me this face like she saw a ghost. I said, are you okay? And she literally fainted. Um, when she <laughs> came to, I was like, are you okay? Can you help me get in this faha? Mm-hmm. She was like, absolutely not. I had to figure <laughs> it out myself because she couldn't see the blood. And as I'm pulling out my faha, it's squeezing out a little bit. Mm-hmm. She, she couldn't handle it. It was yeah. like, next time I go through this process, one thing on my checklist, can they see blood? Right. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, any tips, any tips or tricks uh, that you've learned during the recovery that you wish you knew before surgery? Um... I, I think for me, I always have a lot of back pain as unrelated to to, to therapy. 
I mean, to, to, to surgery. surgery. I'm yeah. thinking about therapy. <laughs> but um, what what happens is that after the surgery, my back pain got a, a lot worse. So I think that a tip that works a lot is um, buying one of those nursing um, pillows, to the big baby pillows, to, and you feel way, way better, yeah, way cause, more comfortable. Because we're carrying a lot on our backs now. Mm-hmm. Besides the world, uh, you know, being <laughs> yeah. a woman. But uh, this big old thing is heavy back there. It and is. Especially the smaller you make your waist, it's a lot of it's a lot of weight on there. So all the girls who want the um, big booties, uh, there are some, some dilemmas that come with it. There are some pros and cons mm-hmm. that come with it. So, For sure. Yeah. Um, now that you've had this experience, what, what advice would you give someone considering... To get surgery? Uh, I would say just to do it for, for themselves and don't listen to people's criticism. Um, I Since I'm very, um, very active online, I get daily criticism. So first it was I was fat. And then it's um, you're, you have a lot of extra skin. And then when I started doing therapy, I mean therapy, gosh, I don't know where therapy. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking about therapy. Uh, when I started doing um, surgeries to fix the, the skin problem, then I was a plastic or I was too stuck up or whatever. You know um, what we say to be. those people? F the haters. Say it with me, Gretchen. <laughs> F the haters. Okay. <laughs> haters, yeah. we see you. We don't care. Do what makes you happy nine times out of ten. The people who are criticizing you in those comments, uh, they want the same thing too. They just don't right. know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Or bigger than that, they don't have the balls. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm sure in those comments, there's probably way more higher percentage of positive comments yeah. than negative. For sure. So it's easy for us to block it out, but we're human and mm-hmm. we see those things and they hurt our feelings. Yeah. So F the haters. It depends on the day, you know. Most of the time it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. But let's say that I had a really bad day. Yeah. Um, and then And then I you see, see this nasty yeah. comment. You know what I do to them? I block them. Okay. I block the haters. Anybody in my comments that has anything negative to say. And then here's what boggles my brain. Mm-hmm. It's always the people in the comments that are talking negative to, negatively and I go to their page and they're following me. What the... So you're mm-hmm. following me because mm-hmm. you're a fan and, and you idolize what I have going on. But, you know, my mama taught me this. God teaches us this. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say don't anything, say anything. Mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So, Gretchen, moving forward, here's some advice. You've given me so many gems today. Here's my advice to you. Block them. Okay. Anybody in the comments that is, has anything negative to say, anything about your journey and is not there for positive reasons because you're human, block them. That's a, that's a good advice. It has not been my the way that I've handled it. Um, I I am believe that I won't block. I, I won't block him because I think that um, they're just gonna see me win. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. But I, but, but but it's gonna hurt them. Right. But they can't watch you win. Oh well, then maybe <laughs> maybe I should. I'll, I'll start. I'll start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a few, just to make an example. Uh-huh. You gotta make an example. Like, oh, are oh, you getting spicy today in my comments? Block anybody else? Okay, everybody starts chilling out. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Um, can you share an empowering mantra or piece of advice that? You've embraced since your newfound body. Yeah, I would say just put yourself first. Put yourself um, first. I think we, as a female, we we struggle a lot with putting ourselves first. We're thought that we need to serve and 
first is the kids and first is the husband and first is whatever else, the house. And it's very hard for us to invest in ourselves. And especially when it has to do with um, beauty or things like that, something that people judge a lot. Yeah. So I would just say, put yourself first. Put yourself first. Um, when you are happy, you're a better mom, you're a better wife, uh, you're a better person in every, general. Every, everything. And so putting yourself first is always my key. I always tell people, if you're not happy, everybody else around you can't be happy. Nothing flourishes around you. So you have to take that time, that me time, to put yourself first. Gretchen, I want to thank you for taking time to come sit down with Plastic Surgery Tales. Uh, we're doing more than just telling a couple of tales. We're, we're giving out the gems. We're giving out the tea. We're answering those, those forbidden questions that people have questions about. Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Holiday the Golden Child. Before we get out of here, guys, I need you to go like, share, subscribe. And guys, I mean, if you need a little therapy... <laughs> We got Gretchen here. Go follow her. And uh, Gretchen, thank you again for sitting down with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah.